As a business professional, you want to eliminate friction in your business and life and be in control of your daily results to see progress in achieving your goals. Being productive is a continuous improvement process that everybody struggles with in one way or another. Welcome to the Productivity Mastery Method podcast. I'm your host, Chris Nixon, and I'm a productivity consultant. Every week, I'll share tips, insights, and interviews with guest experts that will help you think critically so you can take actionable steps to be more productive. Now that we've got this out of the way, let's dive into the episode. So welcome to the Productivity Mastery Method. I invite you to share your name and a little bit about the work you do. Well, thanks, Chris. So I'm Helen Tudor, formerly known as Helen Pritchard. And I guess I'm most famous for helping entrepreneurs get leads from LinkedIn. That's kind of my thing. I've got a program called the LinkedIn Mastermind, but I'm also a business coach, mentor, and help people with scaling businesses. That's me. So then uh, tell us a little bit then, Helen, about what is it that you do to manage your stuff, uh, you know, to be successful in business? Oh, that's such a good question because just before we, we came on, we were talking about it's almost having a realization that I must have some systems, but it doesn't feel like I have. I'm very chaotic. Somebody once asked me, like, what was my morning routine? So I was on stage in Thailand uh, and I said, well, I get up. I slide my phone from under my pillow where, where I fell asleep looking at it. And then I start scrolling through my phone again. <laughs> and then I'm just breathing and out normally. And I just get up and start my day. <laughs> and people thought that was really funny because everybody else is like, right, you know, I get up, I do my breath work, I do this, I do that, you know. And I was like, oh, I'm just a normal, like, middle-aged mum of four who's got a lot going on. So for me, I don't have a particular routine. Um, but I do manage to get a lot done. And I think the secret to getting a lot done is doing a lot when I'm in the zone. I think really, I'm really self-aware of my energy. So instead of trying to manage it and trying to, you know, I just think, is this, am I feeling completely in the zone here? And then when I'm in the zone, I can get so much done, like multiple things done at once. Um, And when I'm not, I can't get anything done. So I've started over the years, I've stopped trying to force myself to be productive when everything is saying no. And I've got really good at listening to my own body, my own energy that says, doesn't matter what, you you know, you're just not going to do the thing that you keep putting off. So you might as well go and do something else completely, change your energy, change your state and come back to it when you're really feeling in a different space. But yeah, I can get multiple things done at once if I'm in the right headspace, I'm in the right energy space. So I think it's really understanding my own body and my own signs of procrastination for me. You know, if I'm in the fridge when I'm supposed to be writing a headline and a profile, then I know that I'm just not doing the thing. So my actual system, if I have to do the thing, if there's no choice and this thing has to happen, what what I tend to do is I work well to deadlines. So if I give myself, so I have to give myself a deadline a consequence and a reward to sort of gamify it for myself. So say I've got to, say I've got a profile to write and I've given my, I've given the client a deadline. I said, I'll have it over to you by Friday. I could have done it Monday. I didn't, could have done it Tuesday. didn't. I've like literally pushed it along in my calendar every day. Now it's Friday and it's got to be done, you know? So I've given myself a deadline. Now it's like, when I get that profile done, I've got to get it done by four. If I don't get it done by four, 
you know, I'm not going, you know, if I do get done by four, I'm going to go and have a really nice walk, maybe go to the pub, have a really, really nice cold glass of wine and have that as my Friday treat. If I don't, I'm going to have to go and do all the laundry and all the bedding or something that I really don't want to do, which I don't normally do because I've got a housekeeper, you know, something that I really don't want to do as like a sort of consequence of not doing it. So I tend to gamify things to myself, give myself a deadline, a reward and a consequence so that if I have to do something, I'm putting off, then I get it done that way. Okay, so I totally identify with the deadline. Now, uh, uh, how do you stay true to your own word? Like you say, you, you created that deal with yourself that said, you know, if you do it, you get to go and relax and have the, the nice wine and the walk. And if you don't, <laughs> you got to do the laundry. When it comes time, um, if, if maybe you haven't done what you, uh, needed to do, how, how do you come to that decision that, you know, I'm going to stick to my word there? I think you have to, don't you? Because otherwise you're only playing against yourself. You know, when you, when you work for yourself, you've got no boss, you've got nobody telling you what to do. It's like, I have to do it. But the, the way I do something like that is by me- holding myself accountable by publicly saying it's going to be done by that time. So, you know, I, I, I create a public accountability by saying to the client, it will be with you by four o'clock on Friday. And then mm-hmm. even though I'm, I've got my whole week to do it, you know, I just, I don't do it. Other things like marketing though, which don't have a, you know, a defined thing, you know, when you're doing your own marketing, there's not really a, a thing. I, I really get, I get really good at just having three non-negotiables to do every day. So as long as I've done those three things. So like I recently, I never to teach this as well in my programs, but we recently did a thing called like hard 100. So we picked something we found really hard. And then I said to them, pick something else. Cause the thing you picked wasn't hard enough. And everyone goes, Oh, <laughs> they picked something that was like, not that hard. They picked something that's really hard and commit to doing it a hundred times in your business. Uh-huh. And just make that you want the non-negotiable. So but recently I said, well, I'm going to, this is not particularly hard for me, but the consistency is hard. So I'm going to do a live on my Facebook page, a, a live every day on my Facebook page, just talking about my day, because I know when I do that, it really helps build my connection with my audience. Um, because I'm really guilty, like a lot of marketers, it's like, I'm consistent, I show up, but when I've got something to on, like a masterclass or I've got a challenge, I'll really ramp it up and I can be really salesy you know really aggressive in my sales which is fine but I sometimes forget to be really aggressive in my but you know in just in like connection building stuff so I always think who wants to listen to me talk about my day not that interesting but I've done it before and my audience love it you know so they really enjoy it so I had to commit to that so I've committed to doing that every day and that is almost like my one non-negotiable so rather than having like 20 things to do every day, I have one thing that I'm focusing on right now. And the other, once I do that thing, the other stuff seems to flow much easier. Once I say, well, look, I've done my one thing or my three things, whatever it might be. And then I'll do those other things as well. So every day I always post, you know, multiple times a day, but at least I show up on my socials at least once a day. Now I've I sort of added on to that. Yeah, I'm always going to do my video. Um, and now I added on, you know, and I'm always going to be promoting the next thing that's coming down the line. So those three things give me a real easy thing to tick off my list each day. And I don't overwhelm myself with saying I'm going to do all of these things because I'm just not. But if I can keep that list small um, and non-negotiable. So when I, you know, when I finished the other night, I finished work, I'm in a, like a treehouse office in the garden. So I finished work, it was late, it was dark, I was tired. 
I'd shut my computer down and I was like, oh, I've got some more video. So I'd turn all the lights back on, you know, ball back on, did my video, like, no makeup on, looks knackered, you know, and I just thought, no, I've committed to doing it and I'll do it. So I did a, you know, a five minute live. So I think having a very small list of non-negotiables really works for me as well. Well, kudos to you for sticking to that commitment. I've noticed too, that if a person is having a crappy day, if you can do something that feels like it's of significance, sometimes it can really kickstart the the wheels turning and then it just flows from there, right? Yeah, definitely. It's like, well, because I've done that one thing, I might as well do another thing. While I'm here, I might as well do another thing. And while I'm on there, I'll see something else I do. So it just steps you into that space of committing. So for me, product, so I outsource everything in my personal life. I can get away with everything. So I have some say about the laundry. So I have somebody who does the laundry. She does all the bedding. She does all the, like, she cleaned out the fridge today and threw all the things that were out of date. You know, she she organizes all the cupboards and basically just looks after me like a wife would if mm-hmm. the wife in the house wasn't busy working. I also outsource all the stuff in like for the garden, for the house, for the 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 cars. You know, as much as I can with the kids and stuff. Um, but at work, I think you've got to you you've got to step up, haven't you? Like it doesn't matter if I don't clean my bathroom, but it does matter if I don't do a live. Like mm-hmm. I can, it's only me that can do the live in my business for my audience. So I think one of the things that's really helped me over the years, like you say, to get when we were scaling really hard, you know, when we were doing, you know, we did over a million in um, 2020. So obviously we're in the middle of lockdown as well then. I think that did help to be fair. But when we were scaling hard and we were going from six to late six through to seven figures, there was just, I had to get rid of all that other stuff. You know, so there's any women watching this. You you are not adding value by cleaning your own toilet. Like you're really not. Somebody else can do that and love it and and have a great job. Like my friend does mine. She works two days a week. She's got two kids. She loves it. She's like she's dead organized a person. She loves keeping my house nice and tidy. She's happy. I'm happy. If I had to do the housework, there's just no way I would get all the work work done. You know. So to become really productive, I think you've got to give yourself space. You've got to give yourself space to think. You've got to give yourself space to be creative. And you've just got to give yourself time off. Mm-hmm. And I think nobody else can be with my children like I can. Nobody else can turn up for my business like I can. I can outsource stuff for my business, like the admin and stuff and customer service and attack and stuff that I'm not very good at. And I can outsource the stuff in my house, like the laundry and valeting the car, stuff that I'm not good at, I'm not interested in. But I can't outsource being with my children. I can't outsource doing live video content. So they're the things that I really focus on is how can I get rid of everything else that doesn't need me so that the high value work that does need me that can't be replaced, I can do. And I think potentially, I mean, obviously I've coached hundreds, thousands of entrepreneurs, potentially... What a lot of people do is they do everything and that spreads them so thin. And I know it's easier for me because I can out, but I started outsourcing really slowly and really quickly. Like I quickly realized that the more I, the faster I outsourced, the more money I could make, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I started off having a cleaner once a month for a couple of hours, you know, and then it sort of came up a bit more and then up to where I am having somebody in a couple of days. I know that's not feasible for everybody. Um, but it is feasible to find somebody to do a deep clean once a, once a quarter, you know, something like that, or, you know, to make that a priority. So it's not something that's always on your mind. 
I think, again, I know it's a sweeper's day, but I think women have a lot of the mental load of, you know, the family and the organising and people's birthdays and, and all the rest of it. And it's like, you've got to create headspace for your business because otherwise your business will come last and it has to come high up in the priorities. I think your children, obviously, your family comes first and your business, well, yourself, you come first, you've got to put yourself first, you've got to, you've got to build in, to become truly productive, you've got to build in a lot of self-care and space and time for yourself and mm-hmm. fun for yourself, because otherwise you just burn out when you quit. So you're the most, you're the most, most important. Then your family and your immediate circle of people that, you know, you rely on and they rely on you and your health. But then it has to be your business and then everything else, admin, life admin, housekeeping is down there because you can't do it all, you know. So if we're uh, talking specifically then about the outsourcing philosophy, have you always felt that way or couldn't we go back in the time machine to a time when you didn't and how you realized it? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, the first time I said, you know, to my to my mom, you know, that I wanted to get a housekeeper, she was just like, oh, what? I was like, I don't want to <laughs> clean a mom because cleaners just clean. I need somebody to organize me and help. Yeah, and in fact, my mum did it for quite a while, but she, you know, she used to work for the business. But um, I need, I said, I need someone to look after me like a wife, you know, because I need to be focused on the business like a 1950s man, you know. Mm-hmm. And my husband's an entrepreneur as well, so he's got his own business as well. He's a lot more handy and practical and does things around the house than me. But I definitely was at a time where I felt guilt and shame about not wanting to do those things. Uh, and I felt like I was lazy and selfish to to not want to do those things but honestly it was such a game changer once I, I started to let go of things and stop burning myself out doing it all you know then I, I really saw the opportunity there to throw myself into into the business without really dropping a ball because like I say me not cleaning the bathroom isn't adding value anywhere but I'm not even very good at it mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not like I and I was never one of those people even way back if I go back in time where I thought, well, that's really satisfying, or I enjoyed that process, or I found it relaxing. I know some people do, but I was just like, no, I just didn't, didn't, I didn't see any joy in housework for sure. So that was kind of the first thing. Then it was um, the like gardens and things, because that's not my jam as well. So, and it's just, and it's the headspace, isn't it? When you walk in and the house is tidy and organized and the garden's neat and it's not more things for you to do. So when you do have time off, you can spend doing the high value stuff, which is spending time with your family and do stuff you like doing. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely a time in my life where I felt like it wasn't possible for me. But as soon as I, and in fact, just before I could afford it, including the business, I started to outsource. At one point, I think I had like six or seven VAs who all the different things for me, you know, and I started to outsource just before I could quite afford it to give me the space to, to go and do it. And I think being very hyper aware of what your skills are, like, I could sit all day and still not know how to make a lead magnet work or know how to do a, something, set a zap up, I've heard about it, I don't know how it works, or, you know, like a, a WordPress landing page, like, not, but like, I wouldn't, I could go on a six-month university course and still not know how to do those things, and, and I might be able to learn it, but I would never love it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just always thought, I'll just get someone else to do it, so I've always always have people around me who do specifically tech things because I don't know how to do them at all. And over time, I've, I've dabbled with marketing. I had a full-time marketing person once, but it just doesn't 
quite work, I don't think, outsourcing your marketing. I think you've got to put, I put my heart and soul into mine, you know, so I don't think that can be replicated. But definitely the admin and the tech and, you know, organising my diary and things like that. When I've been between VAs, I mean, what a nightmare. The whole thing falls apart. You know, in between VAs, um, my diary particularly just gets completely out of control. I don't know where my meetings are. I end up missing things and not putting things in my diary and not turning up to things. So it just doesn't doesn't make sense for me to try and manage that side of the business because, well, the evidence shows that it's just cost me money. So it costs me money doing it that way. So it's much better to pay somebody and have that peace of mind that when I look at my diary, they're all proper appointments and I need to show up for them and, and that's all I need to worry about, you know. So again, just a headspace. You might think, well, it only takes a second to do a Zoom. I can do a Zoom call and put the link in my diary. You'd be impressed to know. Um, because back in the day, I had to do it all myself. But <laughs> I, um, it's, it doesn't just take a second, does it? By the time you've gone back into different apps and then you put it in and then you sent the email. And so just, yeah, getting rid of all that feels very indulgent. And again, I do feel a bit lazy, you know, and I'll message Natalie and be like, Can you, set, you know, screenshot and say, Can you set this up for me? Can you set this up for me? You know, this, in, but she just, she just deals with it, you know, and the same as if, if something happens and I can't get to appointments, I can just say to Natalie, look, I can't make, you know, you have to clear my diary and she can organise that and rearrange it. So, for example, I've got two children, I've got four children, but my two daughters particularly have struggled with their mental health. So something could happen one day where they get called into school, they've got to go to school, I've got to pick one of them up and they're obviously having a bad day and things are really bad. And like, if I then had to start emailing people, rearranging my diary, you know, blah, 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 dealing with all of that, that would just pile on the stress massively. So it's really important for me, for, for the family as well, that we've got people who can manage that side of the business as well. So how did you feel uh, when you initially started relinquishing control of your diary? Like, I'm just thinking that some people might be afraid that, you know, that this person's going to schedule something they don't want to do on that time. And, you know, yeah. what were your thoughts around that? Yeah, I mean, I think I've got more relief than... I'm not much of a control freak. I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy to let things go. But I do I do say to things like, I don't work after 3 o'clock. So I do put some boundaries in place. So I don't work after 3 p.m. usually. Looking, lucky Chris. <laughs> it's fast three in the UK. Like not only because I'm normally picking kids up from school and then after school you just don't know what you're going to get with a teenager, do you? They might want to speak to you or they might not. If they don't want to speak to me and they go to the rooms, great, I can get them and do some work. But sometimes they, you know, suddenly want to have some heart to heart or something's happened. So after three o'clock, I don't start work till after half nine because again, school runs at the beginning. Um, and I try not to work Mondays and Fridays. That's the, that's the idea. Doesn't always work out like that, but that's the idea. And the other thing that we do is we get a big, we have a call where I've got a year planner. And we map out at all my launches, all like my master classes, all the retreats that I'm doing, all the social stuff that I'm doing, like festivals and things like that. So we have it at the beginning of the year, we have that all mapped out so we can see where things can get put in. Do you feel a bit like you, you set the vision and the plan and then you're turning it over almost to someone else to tell you what to do on a day-to-day basis so you don't have to worry yeah. about it? Yeah, exactly. It's like being a celebrity. That's how you kind of have to think of it. Like if you're going to, someone said to me once, if you're going to be a seven-figure business owner, you got to act like a seven-figure business owner. So I always think like, I'm pretty sure, you know, Richard Branson or whoever 
you know, anyone who's on Dragon's Den in the UK or Shark Tank, they don't manage their own diaries, do they? Mm-hmm. They they get told where to go, what they're doing, blah blah blah, you know. And they're the they're the talent, you know. They're I I am the most important person in my business because without me, there isn't a business. Sadly, I've created a personal patent <laughs> right here or wrongly. Hopefully, my plan is always like, how can I make it so I'm not doing Facebook Lives when I'm 50? I've got a six-year exit plan. But anyway, you know, I am the star of the show, and that's not like my ego talking. It's like people want to see me. Only I can do a masterclass. Only I can do a live of wine and a challenge, and only I can show up in my program, right? So it has to be me. So it's always like, think of it like celebrities. Protect the talent and Mm -hmm. let them so they can go on and perform at their best ability. Like no one's saying to J-Lo, you know, you need to arrange all these meetings with your record execs or you need to you know decide this or that it's like i'm sure i'm pretty sure j-lo makes very few decisions it's just that i'm sure her food is given to her her outfits are organized for her you know her children are made sure that they're in the right place at the right time don't think she's doing any score runs could be wrong and you know but her plans are travel where she's got to be because otherwise she can't be the best j-lo that she's got to be right she can't show up and do what she does in front of like thousands, millions of people or whatever. I watched the Super Bowl, so I was thinking about the Super Bowl um, documentary about J-Lo and it was just brilliant, fascinating for me. Literally, it's like she has an assistant and then it's like, right, this is what you're doing, this is what you're wearing, this is where you're going and and she's just managed. She's managed through. So I'm not quite J-Lo. I'm not, I'm not comparing myself to J-Lo under any circumstances, but it's almost like thinking that way. I might not be making a million quid right now, but... When I am, I might as well put these bits in place right now. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard you mention, uh, you know, family and kids as much or more than business. And, and yeah. yet, you know, you're also really focused on the business. So can you talk a little bit about striking that synergy between the two and making sure that they both get appropriate attention? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm managing it to make it work at all, but I mean, I'm just doing my best. But I am, I do. I've never put the, no, that's a lie. I have put the business before the kids plenty of times, but the big things, like I've never missed the kids' assembly. I've never missed a sports day, even though I find it all very boring. I've never missed one. I've, you know, I've always been there to pick them up. And with their mental health, I've always been there. I've been there to every hospital appointment. I've never, you know, I've never missed any of the, that stuff. That is really stressful though, trying to juggle that with being online and having a business online. But the good thing is that you can also do so much with your, with your family. So mm-hmm. when my kids were younger, they'd, they'd be in the room where we'd do lives. People knew who they were. We'd, they'd come on. You know, I said to Megan, my eldest, the youngest, sorry, the other day, I was, it's a long story, but anyway, I was dressed as a hot dog for doing this thing, trying to get more people on the webinar. And I said to Megan, why don't you come in as like dressed as a whoopee cushion? And she just looked at me and went, 11 anymore she's like 16 now but when she was 11 she loved it you know she'd be she'd come on and and talk to people so I was never trying to keep the two apart I was always like look I'm a single mom I'm not now I'm married now but you know I was that was always part of my story I was like I'm a single mom I'm doing live with wine because I'll be having a wine at this time anyway uh and my kids are going to be in and out of the house uh you know in and out of shot and you know it's kind of I kind of blended the two massively early on. It was a big part of my story. So I think what I would say, if you've got a family, 
leverage them for likes because people love to see behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they love to see behind the scenes. I turned I turned Megan into a Facebook ad once. She was furious about it. Because she had like <laughs> ice cream stacked up to here and no makeup on. I said, oh, it's all right. I won't put it anywhere. And anyway, they ended up using it as a Facebook ad that went to like, I don't know, about half a million people. Um, but she's, um, but I'd, I'd say that is like, don't try and pretend you haven't got a family because, y- you know, people like to see, you know, if you've got a personal brand anyway, they like to see behind the scenes and that you're not perfect and polished. And I'm very honest about what it's like having a, a, a family. And I definitely blend in my marketing the two things together because I think that's, it's just the truth, isn't it? I never need to pretend that I'm something that I'm not, if I'm completely open and honest about who I am and what I've got going on, including the kids and the stuff they've had. I've had one school refuser, yeah, mental health and Katie's had problems. And I think the more I talk about it, the more people like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And and I could, if almost if you can do it, then then we can do it if we've got problems with kids and stuff. Um, but then sometimes you've got to be a bit ruthless and say, look, girl, you know, whoever to your kids wants to get old enough, you, whether it's you're going on your iPad while I'm going to do this live or I'll bribe you with some kind of sweets or like now with my older two, I'm just like, I'm doing a webinar for 500 people. Do not interrupt me for the next hour. After that, fine. Like unless the house is on fire or your legs falling off, that's it, you know. And they understand that that's how we make the money. So they've seen me, my girls have seen me go from absolutely broke, like, you know, my dad having to take us shopping to buy food and like, you know, that my uncle having to buy my house so I didn't get repossessed and rent it back and having no money for anything. So they've seen me like that. And they've also seen me taking them to New York and Dubai and, you know, having amazing experiences and driving nice cars and buying a big house. And I think that they've lived through that. And I think they, they understand that when mum goes on the computer and she's, you know, and they take the mick out of me, they're like, oh, Helen and I'm gonna help you get these things to yeah. But they know that that's how we pay the bills, you know. So <laughs> they 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 understand it. But I know when the kids are little, they don't understand it. And you do get torn, and you will feel guilty. Somebody said in my group, like Helen, you know, I feel really guilty that I'm not giving my kids enough attention. I'm not giving my business enough attention. And I was like, you probably feel like that forever. So you just have to suck it up and get on with it. You know, it's just the way it is. But it's. Business is what gives you the money to have the good times with your family. So the two are interlinked for me. And there's no real hard finish between the two. I think there's definitely a blend. And a parenting coach once said to me, which is a gift that kept giving, was as long as you give each child 15 minutes in undivided attention a day, then that's that's what they need to sort of nourish them and, and, and grow. And I just thought, that I can do. <laughs> 15 minutes a day each, even with four children, I can do that. Wow. And I just, that, that really made a difference. So, right, have I seen each of the children on their own? 15 minutes, I probably don't do, probably more like five. But do you know what I mean? I was sat down and spoke to them and took, put my phone away. I think that's the one thing I would say. It's really hard to put your phone away when you've got an online business and you're with your kids. Because kids right. are dead boring, aren't they, half the time? So when they're being boring <laughs> or they're, you know, they're just being annoying, it's really tempting to put your phone up and just say, oh, just see that comment. But then you do end up, you know, and the kids, my kids just call me out like, oh, you always on your phone. And it's like, that's how I make my money. And then you realize you just, if you just put your phone down for five minutes and really listen to them. But they always want to talk to you at the worst times, right? Like literally, I was just about to eat before, in between 
had one thing and I just made myself a beer. I was like, sit down. And then I could hear Megan coming down the stairs. She's like, sits down, wants to talk to me. And you're just like, <laughs> another cold meal. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm, listen to her. And she sat there and then she disappears and she's done. And I was like, right. Okay. And you know, you just got, you got to, you just got to get up with it. I suppose. I think it's just, you've got to understand that it is what it is. You're mm-hmm. going to be working sometimes late. You're going to be taking a day off with your kids some days and that's great. And other days you'll just be winging it as best you can. So before we wrap up, can we nerd out a little bit and just share some of the, the tech programs that you're using in order to manage your VAs and have them manage you? Yeah. Well, I tend to, every assistant I've ever had has wanted to implement a really good system. Mm-hmm. And each time I've really resisted it. So we've tried them all, like project management wise and, and time management wise, I'd say. Not them all, but... You know, right back from base camp from the old days, then we've had Asana and Trello and then Slack. And then we've just defaulted back to WhatsApp (laughs) every time. So like WhatsApp for me is brilliant. Like it's, it, that's how I run my life in WhatsApp, really. I mean, obviously we use, we have Microsoft 365. We've got Teams, which we never use got google drive have been using that a bit more i was a bit like oh yeah this is much better because i can just access everything instead of having to ask for the link all the time but honestly whatsapp i really enjoy it i've got like i do asynchronous coaching so instead of getting on calls with people you just do it on on what we use whatsapp most grown-up coaches use voxer but i use whatsapp because i'm a child i don't want to adopt anything new but when i've got business whatsapp so now i can label people Mm-hmm. So if I've got 10, I have now 10 clients and basically on a Monday, I can just filter by the label and just go through one by one and be like, hi, good morning. Just checking in, like, you know, with new week or whatever. And that's been a big game changer for me because instead of having a list and I'm, or having to keep it up here, it's in there. So I really like WhatsApp business and I have it as um, a link on the end of a lot of my marketing stuff. So it's like, you know, if you're interested in, join in or you want to speak to me then you could just get straight in my whatsapp and i sort of resisted it because i thought oh there's no sacred space anymore because whatsapp mm-hmm. was where my friends were but actually it's just all in one place and it's quite easy to manage so that's my favorite tool i think i've tried them all that i can i can see the benefits of them all i just i can't adopt new things i'm a bit of a dinosaur that way so whatsapp for business though love it that would be my top tip And that's one thing that I really encourage people to really realize is everybody's different. Everybody works differently. And, you know, the simple is often much better. Yeah, Uh, this is my favorite song. It's just a a to-do debt, to-do list. It literally says things to do today uh with a list and a tick box. So that's my, yeah, that's a pound from Home Bargains. (laughs) So just a simple simple bound book with uh, the daily to-do list in it. That's exactly what it is. And, I, yeah. and I've, you know, and I've filled it. And that to me says something that I've actually filled it because normally I buy these things, you know, and I don't actually use them, but I'm going to go and get go and get another one. And it's interesting because I can go back in time and look at my to-do list. Car, like priority car for Katie. So we went and bought a car. But yeah. So you've got your paper to-do list. You use WhatsApp to communicate with your clients yeah. and with your uh support staff 
Yep. What about your calendar? How do you how did you uh, know what time our meeting was today? <laughs> I love my calendar. I live and die by my calendar, right? Well, I don't check my calendar till the night before. So that's the last thing I do. So that just before, because I don't know, because it's changed all the time. So before I go to bed, I check my calendar and I make sure like I'm good for everything that's happening the next day. So I think it's just the Google calendar that goes onto my phone. I don't no. know. I think so. So Natalie has access to that. So yeah, she uses the Google calendar and it just all drops in there with all the links and what, you know, what podcasts are about and things like that. So she takes a lot of information and just gives me exactly what I need in my diary for each call. Is really useful. So Helen, share a bit more about your business. Who is it you serve and, you know, who should contact you and how would you like them to reach out? So I help business owners who want to grow, um, but particularly who can see the opportunity or maybe can't yet, but who want to add another income stream. So what I tend to do is take entrepreneurs who have already got a business that's, you know, working well, but show them how to really use LinkedIn to thrive revenue as an additional stream really easy really simple nothing too taxing you know no um no sending loads of dms or spending money on premium or ads or anything like that but a real strong organic revenue stream for businesses so it can be anybody from somebody who's kind of you know a small business who's working online right through to somebody who maybe work, works for a bigger organization and um, but it's just to come to the free five-day challenge usually there's always one coming up and we run them every quarter, but the free five day challenge is where most people start their journey with me. Um, and you can find me at online.com. If you go to the website there, you'll be able to see the links for the challenge and all the other stuff that I do there. How would I know as, as a, a person in this space that I need to reach out and, and get what it is you're offering? If you want more money, that's what yeah. I do. I help you make more money easier. So that's it. You can find me on LinkedIn, follow me on LinkedIn, but I love Facebook. So follow me on my personal Facebook because that's where everything, everything happens. But you'll know you'll need to reach out to me when you're thinking, wonder where my next client's coming from. That's the problem that I solve. Okay, Helen. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been Thanks a pleasure speaking me. with you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you, Chris. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you think the show is of value and a must-listen for someone, feel free to share it with your productivity friends. And if you do, I'd be so grateful for your support. If you want to find the links, show notes, and resources, no matter what episode you're listening to, head over to chrisnixon.com slash podcast. That's C-H-R-I-S-N-I-X-O-N dot com slash podcast. If you want to connect with me on social, you can find me on Facebook at chrisnixon.com slash Facebook or LinkedIn at chrisnixon.com slash LinkedIn. Join the discussion for this episode on my LinkedIn company page, linkedin.com slash company slash chrisnixon. That's all for this episode. And remember, productivity is a continuous improvement process. Space Dust by Aerotone. Copyright courtesy of dig.ccmixter.org. This episode of the Productivity Mastery Method podcast is copyright to Chris Nixon 2022, all rights reserved.